gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. You probably already know that we're on, I think, episode 26 of the podcast already. I'm still really new to this whole podcast game, but I'm really loving it as a way of connecting with you guys and talking to you guys in a way that I just don't feel like I can do on any of the other platforms. It's really meant a lot to me that you guys are telling me that you're really liking it. You're really liking listening along because you don't have to be tied to a screen watching or reading something. So that's kind of why I like podcasts, which was why I wanted to make one in the first place. So I'm really glad that you guys are enjoying it. Um, I do have some really good news. Speaking of screens, I have really great news. I'll be back to posting videos on my YouTube channel starting this coming week. I had to take a really major hiatus because my skin was freaking out. So I had to take a serious break from makeup. Those of you who follow me on Instagram know I had a really bad reaction to a skincare product. I mean, it was so bad, you guys. Um, But I have been working on other things. And I've also been in the process, I was filming some content over the past few weeks with Seventeen for their Musical.ly account. You guys can check that out out if you're interested. Um, I honestly, I'll be very honest with you guys, I haven't seen a single episode of any of whatever's gone up so far, mostly because my skin was so bad. Like, I don't even want to look at what it must look like on camera. Um, but if you guys are interested, you can check that out. Don't judge me too hard. Don't, don't even tell me like about my skin cause I don't want to know. Um, so it's up there. I have no idea what anything looks like, but you could check it out in case you're interested in it. Um, show me some support on there. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to get back into filming. I've gotten, I mean, like I've been working on other things, but I've also had the chance to really plan out some other kinds of content for you guys. So I'm really excited about starting to roll some stuff out there. So anyway, That aside, back to this podcast, Um, it's the day after Valentine's Day that this is going up, and I promised that February podcast would be all about relationship-type topics. You guys seem to be really liking them so far, but of course, I always look forward to your feedback. Let me know how you guys are liking this. Um, But I decided that I was going to dive into my DMs for this episode and see what you guys sent along for me to answer, because I asked you guys to send me in some relationship-related questions, so let's get into it. So one girl writes, hey, gorgeous. Um, So I've been dating this guy for about two years now. We got along fine at first, and we still sometimes do, but I noticed that he gets distant once in a while. Why would that be? He doesn't act the way he did once in his way of texting. It's different. It's more serious and uninterested. But here's the question. I've always tended to attract men easily, and he kind of had a little bit of trouble with the ladies. He brought my self-esteem down by always comparing me to his exes, both physically and attitude-wise. He says that I'm too petty, but he's always worshipping all the women whose attitudes are worse than mine. If he thinks that I'm such an issue, why is it that he's never left? Is it because he just wants to keep me there just out of fear of not finding anyone else? Okay, so that was a loaded question. Let's break it down to the three things that I think she's asking about. So number one, she's saying that he's distant once in a while and she doesn't know why. Two, he's comparing her to his exes both physically and attitude-wise. And three, she doesn't know why he hasn't left her if he thinks she's not his style. Okay, so I don't mean to start with the last question first, but I kind of have to in this situation because she's asking me why he hasn't left her yet. Honey, the more important question is, why haven't you left him yet? 
We can never know exactly what's going on in another person's head, even when they give us clues. I mean, who's to say? But sometimes I think... I think we ask more questions about why someone else is the way that they are more than asking ourselves of why we're putting up with what they're putting us through. I could tell you this, someone that's not just comparing, but as she says, always comparing, meaning he's doing it often, very often. He's often comparing her to his past relationships, and I don't think... I don't think he's doing it in a positive way from what I'm gathering here because she's saying that it's taking a toll on her self-esteem and her self-confidence. How someone else makes you feel most of the time is really, really important. It's very telling. This whole thing just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. I mean, if, girl, if you're listening, I'd recommend you dump him and move on to the next. I mean, what's the point of being with someone who's comparing you to other women all the time? I mean, speaking as a woman, I think we do that enough by ourselves. We don't need any assistance in that situation. We don't need any assistance in comparing ourselves to other women. We have to be with people who make us not want to compare ourselves to other women, that make us, you know, less likely to be comparing ourselves to other women, not more so. So all I have to say about that is (laughs) boy-bye. Boy-bye. Like, the rest of it doesn't even matter. I don't know why he's acting the way he's acting or what his issue is. But I mean, at the end of the day, don't worry about why he's not leaving you. Worry about why you haven't left him yet and and figure that out. That's the more important question you should be thinking about. Okay, so the next question. Hey girl, I hope you're doing well. I'm currently listening to your podcast and I want your opinion and advice on how to get over an ex. I got out of a two and a half year relationship about five months ago, and I feel like I'm going insane over it. I'm like, why do I still have feelings and still upset over it? And how do I move on in a positive way? I've done the drunk fuck ups and no nos, and I just want help. Basically, I'm asking, how can I let a fuck boy go? Let's get into this. So, two and a half years, that's 30 months. I think on average, They say that it takes people about half the amount of time that they're involved with someone to quote-unquote get over them. So half of 30 is 15, so you've already got five down. Although, I personally believe that, and I'm not sure exactly what she means by drunk fuck-ups and no-nos, maybe that means going back and, you know, sleeping with them again, Um, which I think is normal. I think that happens. I'm not saying it's the best idea. Um, I don't recommend doing that. I don't think that really is such a good idea for anybody to do. But um, I do think to an extent we've all kind of done that. I think everybody's had their fair share of back and forths um, with people that they've been in relationships with and broken up with. Um, But, you know, I think we've all done that. You know, I've had sex with exes. I mean, that's what they're for, right? (laughs) I'm totally kidding. But back to let's, let's get serious again. Going back and having sex with an ex is basically... It's basically like you're starting the breakup over again from the start most of the time. Like, most of the time after you've had sex with an ex, it's almost like after that period, unless you guys are going back to, like, dating and doing that whole thing, it's kind of like you're starting the breakup process over again from scratch. So it's like you make all this progress and then you go back and it's like you're breaking up all over again. So the best thing that you can do is go cold turkey for, I would say, at least 60 days straight. I think they say that it takes 30 days or something to create a new habit and like 60 days or something to break an old one. 
I'm not sure. I probably, maybe I have it mixed up, but I would say like go for complete cold turkey for like a good 60 days, um, if not more. Like delete them from social media, don't keep tabs on them, and just go out and do stuff that's completely selfish and has nothing at all to do with them. Um, like don't go to the places that you think you might bump into them at. Um, don't keep tabs with like, if you have mutual friends, limit your contact with them. You don't need to know his every like move. It's not healthy. Um, and it's natural that sometimes, you know, throughout this whole process, even when, you know, you're cutting them off and doing the whole cold turkey thing, um, you might remember something or maybe find out something and just get pissed off. I think that's very natural. Um, do you know how many fake arguments I've had in the shower when I've gone through a breakup? Look, breakups are really, really tough. It's just, it's part of the process. You're going to feel sad. You're going to get angry. You're going to have days where you want to punch them in the face. I think it's very normal. Those are all, that's that's the process. That's the process. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's going to be days where things are going to feel great and wonderful. And then there's going to be days where, you know, maybe you feel more affected than you did um, the other past few days. So don't judge yourself. Don't judge your... Um, don't judge your healing process because I think we have this idea that we're not supposed to have anything bad happen to us in life. We're not supposed to feel any negative emotions. And I just, you know, I don't think that's healthy. Don't feel bad about feeling bad because that just makes things way worse and it slows down the healing process even more. Um, you know, don't don't put all that pressure on you. Understand that it's a totally normal thing to have feelings and it's a totally normal thing to, you know, not feel your absolute best when you're going through something like a breakup. So I would say, again, do the whole cold turkey thing. Go get a hobby. Find like a completely new activity, something that maybe you've always wanted to do or try that you just never really had the time for before. Um, now, you know, all that time you would have spent um, if your relationship was still continuing. I mean, you're probably left with a whole new chunk of time. Um, that you might not know what to do with. So pour your free time into a new activity, a new hobby, something you've, you've always wanted to learn about, and just be open to new possibilities and be open to meeting new people that, you know, you'll probably also eventually hate someday. <laughs> but like the fastest way to get over someone, you know, sometimes it's to get under someone else. Unfortunately, that's kind of like, it's kind of true. Um, so cold turkey, get a hobby, learn something new, develop a new skill, remind yourself that you're capable of things that you didn't know that you can do. And hey, if you get a new penis in your life, fantastic. So I think you'll be just fine. Okay, one more before we end this episode. Here goes. This question's a little bit of a long one, but I'll try to do my best. So she says, hi, Jessica, I just recently went through a phase in my life where it felt like all of the guys in my life, excluding my best guy friend, were leaving. I had a rough end with my ex who kind of played me towards the end of our chapter, and it was really hard for me to get over the fact that he didn't mean the things he ever said to me, especially the fact that we would be able to still be supportive of each other regardless of the fact that we broke up. Our relationship was very unstable and quite frankly had a lot of trust issues for the sole fact that he cheated on me. After all of that happened, I met another guy who I just found out has feelings for another girl and almost kept me as a second choice. I do realize that as an individual, you really need you really need to love yourself and be comfortable 
with yourself so that you're not in a relationship out of pure loneliness. I think at this stage of my life, I feel like I need advice on how to move on from the hurt and the fact that people will act differently from what you think. I think for me, it was the fact that I would never do what these guys did to anyone, and I'm struggling with the fact that there are people out there who will. If you could in a future podcast, I'd love to hear how you overcame those sorts of feelings and learned to trust again in any sort of relationship, and more importantly, how you came back in touch with yourself after a situation where you felt burnt out. Thank you. Okay, so this is a question about trust issues, and girl, you're preaching to the choir. Um, I dated a legit con artist this past summer, you guys know that, but before then, I was actually seeing a guy for years, um who I didn't know, had multiple girlfriends, like serious girlfriends behind my back, like serious introduced them to his parents, girlfriends, plural, behind my back. And I actually had no idea about it because I was just, I was so busy. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, I wasn't, I just wasn't paying attention, to be honest. I was just doing my thing. And it was just crazy because I was like his constant and he was meanwhile in in and out of so many other relationships while, while he was still seeing me. So it was just... I mean, do I have issues with trusting people? Yes and no. It kind of, it it depends on what we're talking about. There's some people that I feel okay with trusting and then other people that I don't. Um, and I think, I think when you've been betrayed and to an extent everyone has and, and or will be at some point in their lives, like n- there's always going to be somebody who's going to stab you in the back. It happens. Um, It's a part of life, unfortunately. It's not like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that life is supposed to be sunshine and rainbows um, because it's just, it's not. Things happen and there's things that are out of your control and there's people out there who you can't really, you know, like, like she says, like it hurt her that somebody would do something to her that she would have never done to anyone. And I think, I think that's something that, I mean, I definitely relate to that. And I think there's a lot of people listening who relate to that because, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the easiest thing to, you know, make sure you're treating people well. Sometimes it's difficult, but we still make it a priority and we still try to do our best. Now, at the same time, what our best might be might not be the same as what someone else's best might be. Someone else's best might be like really kind of crappy from our point of view. But we can't control what other people do. We can only control how we react and how we how we go about handling things. So it, when you've been betrayed, it's not a memory that you can completely just forget about. I mean, in a way, like you're you're it causes you to grow. It causes you to be a lot less naive because now you're actually aware that, you know, people screwing people over isn't something that you just hear about. It's something that can happen to you and has happened to you. But I think that if anything, like from my own personal experience, I feel like it's really encouraged me to take things much, much more slowly with people and to really get to know them before putting complete blind trust in anyone. Um, Because you can't, like as much as I love an investigation and it's it pains me to like not, you know, put on my FBI hat and all of that, but you can't be like the FBI. You know, you can't be like the FBI and shine a spotlight down on someone and completely like, you know, hook them up to a polygraph like this is meet the parents and interrogate them and ask them like all these questions. You know, as much as I would personally love to spend an afternoon, an evening, a full weekend um, doing that. It's not exactly the ideal atmosphere for 
romance and sexiness. And you can end up, it can end up making the situation really, really toxic, even with people who might have the best of intentions. Um, it's just, it's, it can be really off-putting. I mean, how would you like it if someone didn't trust you and reminded you of it every other second? So the only answer that I can give to that is don't put all of your trust into anyone, especially not very quickly. Let them earn it. It'll hold more value that way. And at the same time, you know, keep your ears open, keep your eyes open. And I think the most important thing to remember, because I think when people get betrayed, it can really take a toll on your self-esteem and your self-worth, and it can make you question all kinds of things about yourself, which is why it's so important to really remember what you have to offer and really respect that and hold that to um and, and put it on a pedestal, like put whatever it is that you have to offer on a pedestal. So that way, if and of course, when someone messes up by betraying your trust, well, that's just something they're going to have to live with forever. That's going to be their mistake. You know, don't allow somebody else's mistake to become your mistake. You didn't do anything wrong. I mean, you trusted someone that maybe you weren't supposed to trust. But at the same time, that doesn't that. It's not like a negative reflection on your character. It's just, if anything, it just tells you just be a little bit, you know, be a little bit smarter next time. Be a little bit more aware. Um, that's what I learned. And I think, I think that's, that's what I can say here. There's no, you know, cure all for that. It's kind of always going to be something that might be in the back of your head until, until it isn't. Um, so yeah, that's all for this episode of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this advice style episode. Let me know what you thought of it on my latest Instagram post. My username is at Jessica Harlow. Also, don't forget to share this podcast. It really helps the show to grow. Um, so if you could share it with even one friend of yours that you think would really enjoy it or get something out of it, you know, think of the people who might get value out of it. Um, and share it with them. I would really appreciate it. And more importantly, I think they would really appreciate it if it's something that could actually help them. Besides sharing it, you can always rate and review this podcast on iTunes. If you screenshot your post on social media, make sure to tag me so I can see it. But if you screenshot um, sharing this podcast on your social media, or if you send a screenshot of your review on iTunes, to my email at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. Again, screenshot that stuff and send it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. In return, I'll be sending you my hair secrets PDF for free, plus my healthy snacks and tips, um, stuff that I like to eat, what I like to try to avoid, etc., etc. All of that is completely free. There will be more content coming that will be exclusive to my mailing list, so be sure to join that. Um, and anything and everything you need will be listed in the show notes for you down below. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I look forward to chatting with you again next Thursday. <music>